Happy New Year, everybody. My name is Foster Brown, your co-host for the Internet Advisor Tech Roundtable and our very first one of this brand new year, 2011. With me are my perennial guests, and that is Mr. Gary Baker, the Internet Advisor. Happy New Year, Gary. Happy New Year. It's going to be a good one, I think. Uh, I, it's got, it's got to be a better one than last year for me. Yeah, for all of us. <laughs> a much better one for all of us. Ed Rudell, welcome to the program. Hello, Foster. Hello, Gary. Hey, Eddie. Good to see you. Good to hear you. Ed, you went through how many Christmas celebrations to get here? At least four. (laughs) (laughs) And rounding out the crew today is the man who is representing the uh, Apple side of the equation for us, and that's uh, Cal Carson. Cal, thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to be here and looking forward to another fabulous year hanging out with you and Ed and and Gary, and, and, and just living the technology uh, side of life. All right. All right, guys. All right. It's time for us to uh, put ourselves on the line this year with our tech predictions programs. And, and Gary it was kidding around a little bit before we started. He says, why do we bother doing these things? We're never right anyway. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't look at the last one to uh, an analysis of how right we were. Uh, those records have been destroyed, I believe. I Thank you. Were, yes. As, a, as part of our policy here, we wipe them out before we get to the new year. Ah, oh, well, no. Well, this time we've, we've got a recording of it, so I guess we'll all be held accountable to it. Let's dive into things, Gary. Um, uh, you uh, uh, lined us up with a, a site called the Top 10 Gadget Predictions for 2011. And as you took a look at that, which one caught your eye? Well, I, I think, you know, obviously we're going to see another uh, iPhone, another version of the iPad. And I think we're going to see a number of other tablets. I'm a little concerned that we won't have the demand for all the tablets we're going to see. But uh, I think that uh, certainly... Um, one of the areas uh, that everybody, I think, can predict is the tablet computer will gain yeah. in popularity. Yeah. Um, 3D, I think, is also going to be interesting, not only on your television, but on those tablets and iPhones. How, you know, how is that going to work, guys? Do you, are we going to need glasses, you know, special 3D glasses to watch it? Uh, you, you know, go ahead, Dad. I, I was going to say, I don't think so. I mean, one of the things with 3D televisions, they do make them where you can see 3D without uh, glasses, but what you have to do is you have to be perfectly perpendicular to the screen. And what a perfect application for a a tablet device when you hold it in front of you, because it's going to be perfectly perpendicular to your eyes. So it it would be uh, an an ideal application of 3D uh, uh, technology. Otherwise, if it were just a television, you'd all have to be sitting in a row, right? Somebody has exactly. to <laughs> <laughs> Or break out those cheesy glasses. Uh, that'll, so it would have to be built into the screen. Am I right, guys? There would have to be a technology that's part of the, the graphics? Yep, we're going to wait and see because we haven't seen any this year, but there's been an awful lot of talk about uh, how they would actually work without glasses. I'm wondering, guys, Gary has mentioned the word tablet, and I've seen that in a lot of the predictions uh, as well, that this is going to be the year for – which group of tablets do you think are are going to be the hit and hit? HP won't have a have uh, another lineup of tablets uh, that any computer manufacturer is going to have to come out with one. Oh, I mean, everyone's going to try because everyone's going to want to uh, to get their fingers in the bowl and or in the mix, I should say, and and may the uh, the best you know contender win. Uh, right now, they're, they're really the only strong one out there is uh, Apple. 
And uh, everyone else is going to put their own spin on it. You know, HP is going to, they have their slate, which runs Windows 7. Yep. But guess what, guys? That's just as virus prone as all the other ones. I set up a couple slates last week or two weeks ago, and I already got calls back from the people and say, guess what? I got malware on my device. I can't use it anymore. Oh, no. So, really? I mean, so, but, but HP is going to be coming out with one running the, uh, the, uh, Palm OS. Um, oh, Web OS. Yeah, the oh, Web OS. And, uh, which, which would be immune to that type of, um, uh, you know, infections. I was just going to say, I have a question because I think um, while the Linux systems are uh, a lot better from a protection standpoint, that as they gain market share, that they're just going to become a bigger and bigger target. Are we going to see viruses uh, and, um, and Trojans uh, designed specifically to attack these, uh, these tablets and even the Mac OS? Well, that was one of my predictions is uh, for 2011 is is expect malware and spyware to target the tablet devices. And um, especially now that, um, you know, these things are hitting the businesses uh, with running and uh, they're being thrown out on the business environments for people to read their emails and do web surfing attached to Wi-Fi and and stuff. And 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 they're already hitting the Wall Street. People are walking around with these devices on Wall Street. Um, and that's always been one of my criterias for these um, type of devices of, or, mm-hmm. you know, w- when malware strikes is wait for it to hit the business infrastructure and wait for it to hit Wall Street. Well, your comment, Ed, I thought was a very interesting one that you've seen HP slates, which do, and we saw this with Dave Sawyer when he was in the studio from Microsoft. The, the upside of that is I didn't have to learn any new kind of a system. I understood Windows 7 when I grabbed hold of that tablet. Right. And the, <laughs> and the bad point was is that I neglected when I set these devices up to put the uh, – there's no infrastructure in the corporation yet for these, or very little, and because it runs Windows 7. And, and I made the mistake of not installing the corporate uh, antivirus and malware protection I, on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was my fault, and it was just, you know, hey, here's the device. Get it ready for me. You got four hours. Yeah. And so when you, when – what what can you do everyone makes a mistake and we all learn of course that might be half the reason why apple didn't rush into the enterprise with the i I, with the ipad in the first place knowing that the enterprise is a lot more susceptible to possibilities of that type of action such as spyware and malware and that sort of thing so i i think maybe they may have just uh, made plan to start off on the consumer side see how life shapes up over there before they roll over on the other side. Cal, since I have you there, and Gary started us off talking about tablets, which I think all of us would agree are going to be a big form factor coming in this year. All the predictions I read and that we put up there uh, say that that's going to happen. Let's talk a little bit about Apple specifically. Um, What changes, first of all, do you see coming to the iPad, if any, uh, this coming year? And uh, then I have another question for you along those lines. We'll start with that one. Well, my my speculation is that the one thing that you uh, two a couple of things you'll see come to the iPad for sure in this coming year. Number one, a second camera, right. so they have one facing forward, one facing the actual user. So that's uh, almost a definitely uh, one that's going to be coming. I'm sure. Uh, the second thing I see coming for sure is better printing support. Yeah. Because currently it's kind yeah. of limited. Right. I mean, there's a First lot of catch. ways to get around it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I know uh, printing support is definitely going to be something that people are going to be looking for, you know, which is kind of weird considering we're going toward a society where there's less and less paper, but people still like to be able to print. Yep. And uh, those are the two big things I think they're going to be coming to definitely for sure on that. Uh, uh, that I, I'll stand beside I, for this year. I know, I know, uh, my wife and I are Weight Watchers, and so I'm wondering, I've heard that there's gonna be a, uh, there's a call for uh, reducing a bit of the weight. 
that the uh, iPad has because it's uh, apparently a little bit heftier than a lot of the other tablets that are coming out now. And if they do reduce the weight, they will reduce the weight itself in the iPad, but the form factor, I think, will always stay exactly the same. Okay. I, I, I don't predict, predict Apple making a smaller iPad. I, yeah, I, I think, and I think Steve Jobs has really said that, right? He well, he he did, but Gary, do you remember that he also poo-pooed the whole? You know, nobody's going to want a smaller, like a seven-inch tablet. And bam! As soon as the Samsung Galaxy Tab came out, was it within two months they had sold a million uh, copies of the thing? Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful device. I've had my hands on it. It's a gorgeous device. It's a nice device, but I, but here's my second prediction for 2011, and that is there will be no tablet maker that will even come close to catching up to Apple uh, in this year. I think they're still going to run the front. They're going to still be the front runner when it comes to that medium for this year. Hmm. And I would agree because they have the the iTunes Store, and and once you they have that infrastructure in place, uh, and Apple's going to be coming in with streaming uh, TV probably this year, yeah, and deliver it wirelessly to the to the iPad. Andy, let me jump off of something you said because I know this is a one of the points that you were looking forward to this coming year, and that you mentioned TV and IPTV uh, becoming much more mainstream. Share some thoughts that you have about how big that's going to get in 2011. Um, well, right now it seems like the geeks are the technical, and 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 maybe even the younger crowds. Uh, I'm talking the 20 20ish people. 20 to 30 year olds, um, they're, they're getting devices, you know, like the Apple TVs and there's a few other, uh, boxy, I think is one. And they you know, these, these internet ready devices that deliver video to your, and TV to your home. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to hit, uh, mainstream this year, uh, with the, you know, Apple TVs, like I said, it's coming up. Uh, people, I know people that have canceled their cable services and use just Hulu and Netflix right. to watch well, Kurt, everything. Kurt Hines, one of the guys who was, uh, who often substitutes in here, um, was saying that he's done that. Matter of fact, for about a year, wasn't it, Gary? That he's done this, I think it's a year. Sure. He said, well, right. and, when, and when you think about it, um, for the user, their interface is still their television. How, who cares whether it comes through cable, comes through right. the air, comes through Ethernet, it comes right. over IP side of the cable, right? Is, you're still going to have a, a Comcast uh, connection. It's still going to be connected. The difference is it's not coming through their side, their television version. It's coming over the Internet side. Well, who ca- and, and if you're a user, who cares how it gets there as long as it shows up on your TV? Uh, that's true, and especially now they're coming with TVs, uh, these new high-def TVs that are Internet-ready, and it, and it harkens back to the old web TV days, where they basically you can get a Vizio TV with that has a wireless or a uh, wired connection, and it'll connect to your home network, and you could start streaming content, you know, immediately. I, you know, i got to ask a question about this, and it, it, this kind of fits in with some things that uh, uh, I've been hearing more about, you know, more use of uh, the bandwidth for video content. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, I upgraded it, although I don't have a camera on my phone. Skype now has just uh, upgraded a version of its um, system that works with the iOS devices. That's the iPhone, the iPad, and the iPhone, iPod Touch that will allow video calling on those devices without using the FaceTime application. What do you think is going to happen when all of this demand begins to pile on? Network neutrality <laughs> and, and that clause they had on there. Remember, it was passed December 20. 
3rd of last year, of, of uh, 2010, and they had a clause in there that says mobile content can be, uh, and its bandwidth can be restricted. You know, but it, but net neutrality, uh, they cannot restrict content over the network uh, through, you know, network or through the ISPs, but the mobile providers can restrict all the content they want. So it, it'll be kind of interesting to see how that plays out with applications like Skype and FaceTime. Yeah. Let's talk some more about some of the predictions that you uh, passed on to us through a guy named Chris O'Brien at Mercury News. He had some interesting predictions about the coming year, in particular about some acquisitions. Yeah, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting. Basically, he had some predictions that Google will buy Twitter, um, except for search. Google has become the house that acquisitions built. <laughs> I thought that was a rather uh, a nice way of putting it. Um, China will um, have more tech IPOs than the U.S. Um, while, while we were sleeping, 41 Chinese companies went public on the U.S. stock exchange this year. Gary, because of your involvement in IT, on that point that Ed just made, do you think that we're, we're going to be entering kind of a new tech bubble with IPOs? Because I'm seeing things like uh, Skype uh, having an IPO this year and uh, you know, possibly some other companies out there as well. There's certainly going to be IPOs, uh, the initial public offerings of stock and, well, LinkedIn um, or Pandora. That's right, LinkedIn, Pandora. And but, uh, you know, as they get to a certain size, you know, the, you want, you're tapping equity markets. Is that a sign of health? When that happens? Sure. sure, absolutely. So in that sense, it, it would be a good sign, I would think, for the business of, you know, the being on the Internet if you had companies that were, you know, going public like that. Cal, as you look at the Apple world, are there any other things that you see coming up? I mean, basically, Apple has come out with the devices, and it looks to me like essentially this will be a year of fine-tuning those devices. Or do you see Apple coming up with some maybe some surprises? My, my surprise that I think Apple's coming up with uh, will probably knock Gary right off of his chair. Uh-oh. But it's okay. It's no problem because, after all, we're using the disclaimer. Uh, none of the things that we're saying make any sense at all. I seriously believe that... Uh, there's a possibility that Apple might want to acquire Verizon, or at least a controlling interest in it. Really? That way they'd be able to, yeah, why not? They'd be able to control the entire process for the customer experience from one end to the other. They currently now have the device on one end. They currently have the apps in the uh, iTunes store on the other end. If you had the medium to transmit it back and forth in between, and you could also bundle in pricing for using that particular Mm -hmm. network, yeah, that'd be like complete control for Steve Jobs. Now, was this a slip of the tongue? Did you mean to say AT&T? So everyone thinks Verizon is so wonderful. I would think that Apple would go for the, well, the network that looks like it would be, you know, that would be favorable to people. If they yeah. just had an iPhone on Verizon, I would buy it. So yeah. they already got the AT&T customers. They're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So why, why not pick up the next biggest jump? In fact, I do think they will go somewhere when you when they do offer the iPhone on on Verizon. I think a lot of companies will start to use the Verizon service, and a lot of people will as well. Mm, I agree. Ed, you were going to say something. I'm sorry. No, I wasn't. I was just thinking about the 3G and 4G networks, and and I don't believe how we we truly do not have a 4G or fourth generation cellular network now. Although most of their, you know, AT&T and Verizon 
truly say that they're 4G. They are not 4G. Um, I have to do a little more research on that, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I've read a lot of articles uh, during this holiday break, and, and that's really like T-Mobile can, contends that they're fourth-generation right. network, right. And, and I think Gary has more knowledge on that, but it'd just be interesting to see how that pans out um, over the next um, you know year about the, the, the battle of the 4G networks. Well, you know, well, T-Mobile is isn't T-Mobile German based in the first place? No, Vodafone owns. Uh, and I think they, I think yes. So aren't they running 4G over already in Europe already? Yeah, it's it's different than what we would call um, the, the speed of a 4G. I, you know, my response when we were talking by uh, email a few weeks ago was that uh, fourth generation for some companies is different than fourth generation for some other companies. And I just think it's the strength of the family tree because, you know, just like in people, uh, sometimes uh, generations uh, start when you're 20 years old and sometimes not until you're 30 some years old, right? For the next generation. <laughs> yeah. so. Play on words. Yep. Well, let me ask you, but the, but the question I think is an interesting one in terms of our looking ahead, because we've all talked about devices uh, that are going to have, um, they'll be using a lot of bandwidth. We're talking about people using a lot more video, et cetera. Uh, isn't it about time that we got bigger pipes to handle all this stuff? And, and, and wouldn't that be one of the things that, that probably we're going to have to see this coming year in order to be able to have, for somebody to have a competitive edge is to put a real honest to goodness thing together. What I could say is that it's a heck of an investment in infrastructure. I mean, AT&T is just finishing up its 3G infrastructure and, and launching fourth generations all over the uh, uh, in, in select cities. Mm. That is a, that is a, a heck of a an investment uh, an infrastructure that they have to pay for to to make these technological leaps and bounds. Yeah, I, this is a case where I wonder, you know, if the pipe is going to keep up with the demand that's on it. Right, um, and, and because the, uh, the the cellular companies over in Europe, the uh, the countries over there are the size of states, and it's much easier for them to update yeah. their network infrastructure right. than it is here in the United States. Right, exactly. Um, I'm one. There's something that I'm I'm curious to see if you guys are 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 on this wavelength. We have had a lot of touch devices that have been um, added now. That's become the big thing. Um, what do you think? Do you think that there's going to be a ripple effect of the connect that we're going to begin to see devices that respond to gestures as well as the touch? <laughs> well, we're already seeing it. You know, the Xbox. Right. Yeah, right. That. Beyond that. I'm thinking like, you know, taking that technology beyond that to maybe other devices. Ed? Oh yeah, it's, it's likely that we could see that. Um, yeah, then we, we can look. At, we, we have the multi-touch access to the iPad, and uh, I think Apple's suing everyone else that uses a multi-touch device. Um, so <laughs> they're going to have someone's going to have to come up with another innovative interface. And why not put stereoscopic uh, um, receivers? Uh, or uh, stereoscopic, uh, I'm sorry, uh, video okay. cameras, well, cameras. Oh, yeah. on, on these touch, tone devi- uh, yeah. touch devices that can get, that could uh, give you a new type of interface, hmm. you know, like hand gestures and stuff. That would be very interesting. How about, uh, how, about, how, about, how about sensors that you can attach to the side of your head and be able to read the information that way as well, like Ooh. head movements left or right or your eye movements up and down when you <laughs> want to you know, be able to read a particular screen? On one of these devices, if you looked up or down, it would move the page up and down automatically. Well, they already have such software. 
I, I, I think this is a year that we're going to see some exciting uh, applications of technologies that have just begun to appear, and I think that you know we're really <laughs> this crystal ball is a little murky for us because there's so much that's out there that I think is going to be developed this coming year. Has anybody else got any predictions? I do think uh, for the third year in a row, I'm predicting that uh, Apple will uh, you know will really start to make uh, very big inroads into the enterprise uh, and. Uh, they are, and I think that will continue in 2011. Cal, how about you? And looking ahead, I, I guess my prediction would be that uh, eventually the entire uh, technology suite will uh, be finally embraced by Gary Baker, and not only will have an <laughs> iPhone and an iPad, but he'll also have a Mac sitting on his desk as well, uh. and he will once again return back to the true roots that is his. I can't wait for it to happen. You know, I, I suspect that what may happen this year is we may get a backlash, and this is the prediction for this year or the following year, we'll, we're going to get a backlash on iBooks, and people are going to realize that they're, um, you know, when, when they're re- using their readers and they've purchased these these books, that when they lose the device, they've lost their book. And people might, they're uh, either uh, a way of um, recapturing your purchases, um, you know, Universally, or people are going to go back to buy, you know, good old hardcovers. They're not stopping, but I do think the ebooks uh, are going to continue. I think we're going to see a backlash uh, against them only from the standpoint that, you know, you're seeing the screenagers today, right? That uh, game consoles and everything mobile, and now we're talking about ebooks as well. I see my kids, uh, and they're just spending more and more time in front of a screen. So I think the uh, the, the, the whole concept of screenagers is going to be uh, something we'll debate heavily in the, the popular press in the coming months. Did, well, did, you, did you just come up with that, Gary? I'm, or is this something you had seen before? Oh, I've, I've, I'm sure that other people have before I did, but that's that's the problem. Their face is always in front of the screen. Well, and, and, and something's going to happen, have to happen with the ergonomics of uh, using a computer. When you're using an e-reader, at least you can lay down horizontally, and, and but, you know, but sitting in the same position vertically uh, sitting in a chair is uncomfortable for many hours and yep. and it's affecting a whole generation of kids and uh that's one of the things i was hoping with these tablets and e-readers is that you can actually do stuff laying down on your back and and you know with hand gestures and be able to read or read on your belly or whatever it's 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 and switch your positions more frequently and more easily than you can with a laptop or a desktop sitting down for a great you know lengths you know, periods of time yeah, when you bring that up, Ed, that's a good point, and and, and you make a you make a, a good point about that particular issue. I I, I I happen to remember looking at, and I'm trying to remember uh, the handy holder. I think is what it's called that's being advertised on WJR. Oh yes, the iPad, mm-hmm. and everyone and everyone that I've showed this to are, are very excited about it, and they're buying this thing because it gives them a chance to be able to. Uh, assume a different position to be yep. able to handle that yep. device a little bit differently, and and therefore, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to just jokingly say uh, they, they can relieve themselves of carpal tunnel back or whatever, uh, you know, problem they'd have by staying in the same position too long. Well, you know, it's interesting. That is a Michigan-based company. As a matter of fact, we're hoping to interview uh, the folks uh, who make those things. Am I right that it's it's kind of a a, a strap device that that straps onto your hand? And uh, then is onto the iPad. Is that how it works, Cal? It straps onto the palm of your. It straps onto the palm of your hand, and then it's two pieces to it. There's another piece that that attaches 
with a sticky tape or Velcro like on the back of the iPad itself. And then when uh, you join the two pieces together, it's like a rotating cup and you can spin that sucker 360 in your hand, but yet hold your, your hand flat. So you could turn it, you know, a little bit this way or that way or all the way over or upside down, depending on how you feel, uh, comfort at that particular time. Mm. And it's and, a fascinating little device. And that helps, uh, well, it kind of answers, Ed, what you were talking about, the ability then to, uh, to move it in, in, in different kinds of directions. Right, right, because we're going to find an entire generation of kids that when they reach their 30s, they're going to, mid 30s, they're going to have serious back problems, lower back problems. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well hey, listen, there is a, a whole group, a whole generation of, um, of of those of us in the 60s who were too close to the amps <laughs> and are having a little hard time hearing, eh? <laughs> Let me go back to that just briefly again before we, we uh, move on and, and wrap things up here with our predictions version of the Internet Advisor Tech Roundtable. Uh, Gary Baker and Ed Rudell, Cal Carson, Foster Round here. Uh, Gary, you and, and Ed have screenagers. Could you talk to me a little bit more about the impact you see? Gary, I mean, Ed, you talked about the physical impact on them in terms of uh, uh, possible back problems, et cetera. What other impacts are you seeing, Gary, as you know, you're raising you know, kids who are coming right up through this? Um, I'm, not, I'm not actually seeing anything other than instead of um, being distracted by something else when their mother wants them to do something they're distracted by a game or or whatnot but i think that the uh the debate will be around will people have the social skills uh, will they be able to practice the social skills i've not seen it in my kids i've not seen it in their friends mm -hmm. but i think that some people will start now to to debated even more than they have in the past. Amen to that, Gary. I agree. There's a lot of people that use, you know, Twitter and instant messaging and text messaging to, um, you know, overcome their shyness. And they'll say things that they normally wouldn't do on through a text message. Oh, yeah. Now, like my daughter, we refused, and I'm, I'm an awful parent, refused to get them text messages because my daughter and sometimes my son have a problem with just using the telephone and dialing up someone and calling their calling them up and, 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 and God forbid, actually talking to someone else's parent and say, excuse me, may I speak to someone, such and such, that they would rather send a text message or I oh, am yeah. that person yeah. to avoid that confrontation. And I'm like, really? it's not a confrontation. You know, so I've, I've taken away their text messaging just for that reason. You have to develop these social skills. That is fair. And stop using the other ones as a crutch. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, 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 and yeah. Gary it brings up a valid point on that. One last question for you guys, and we're going to wrap up on this. The 500-pound uh, canary on the Internet has, of course, been Facebook with uh, half a billion users right now. Uh, what do you see happening with Facebook in the coming year? Just getting more uh, users, which is happening exponentially all the time, uh, do, you, do you see anything um, interesting happening with the service itself? Facebook is going to purchase another company. They're going to purchase something like Skype or maybe even like uh, Cal was alluding to, um, a cellular provider, you know, a small startup or a cellular mm. provider like that. Um, right? I mean, if, if, if Facebook was to do anything, they would expand their social interaction. And so the next step would be logically into the telemarket, uh, you know, telecommunications market. Right. I, I, I think Skype, uh, not Skype, but Facebook, or we'll probably need to uh, pull a more definitive video 
dimension to their to their their web pages. Uh, I mean, yes, you can link a, a YouTube video to it, but I think if they really want to take it a step further, if they create their own video um, utility for their page, I think that would take it up a notch for sure. Think of think of think of the the, the ramifications to be able to talk to all your not all your friends, but to a large oh, number yeah. of your friends via the the internet live with a camera. I mean, you know, it's yep. it's that would be amazing. Although the bandwidth would be have to be just incredibly crazy. But I mean, those yep. are the sort of things I see next, where you can actually have a conference where you can where where uh, political concerns would actually do things like have town halls right online through Facebook whenever they wanted to. That'd be fascinating. We will now uh, put a bow on this, then, folks, and uh, look forward to the year 2011. And Gary, coming up shortly, as a matter of fact, this year, we will be celebrating uh, anniversary number 13, am I right? It, it will be in about a month. Well, guys, I want to thank you very much for being here on this Sunday uh, after the new year. And, folks, we do look forward to some great programs coming up in the year 2011, and we hope that it will be a very prosperous, healthy, and and happy one for you. Gary Baker, thanks for being here. Happy New Year. Ed Riddell, thank you for being here. Always great, Foster. Thank you. And Cal Cor- Carson, of course, may the force be with you in 2011. It's <laughs> going to be an awesome year. I can't wait to do it. All right. And for the rest of you folks out there, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, look for us again soon here, either on our Tech Roundtable or live on WJR. Please watch our InternetAdvisor.net website for more information and also for our forums for your questions. And look out on Facebook or Twitter for information about our upcoming programs. Have a very good 2011.